Pittsburgh. Listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina back in the studio. Check him out on Twitter, at FBomber73. And please, tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. It's a busy show. We're going to hear from Jesse Marshall at 6 o'clock about the Penguins' recent coaching hires. Chris Adamski expected to be joining us momentarily, but Adamski never answers the phone the first time. It's one of the only things I dislike about him. I've also got to finish my bit, which is optimistic or pessimistic, or optimistic or realistic. I don't even know what the bit's called anymore. But before we get to any of this, breaking news! Wait, wait, we Jake got Cutler. Wait, we got to do that right, man. I mean, you can't just. Oh, we got to do the thing. You ready? You hit yeah. the button thing. Yeah. All right. Say it again. Breaking news. Oh, breaking news! We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. You're good. Jay Cutler, former Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, and Miami Dolphins quarterback. He most recently of the marriage with Kristen Cavallari is now dating Tommy Lauren. Y'all know who Tommy Lauren is. She's the blonde with an attitude. And you know what? It's so perfect, Brian. I just thought this through while reading their names side by side. You've got a man in Jay Cutler who doesn't care about anything, and you've got a woman in Tommy Lauren who cares about everything. (laughs) I mean, let me tell you, Brian. The bottom line is that's a pain in the ass couple. (laughs) I mean, I hope for Jay's sake that there's some pain. Never mind. Here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. Tommy Lauren is always freaking out about canceling Christmas, this, that, the other. Jay Cutler, when he had to run a pass pattern or whenever they were doing the Wildcat, he just stands there. He might as well have had a cigarette in his mouth. Hey, I love Jay Cutler's general I don't give two bleeps demeanor, and I think the two of them they should be able to even each even each other out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. It almost came out as something more sexual. I'm sure they'll do that too. We're now joined by Chris Adamski. Nothing sexual about him in my eyes. He writes for the Tribune, joins us now wow. on the program. Hey, Adam. Uh, sorry about that, Adamski. What, what a tremendous... <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I know that you are a fertile man, Mr. Adamski, okay? Moving on. That, that's that's kind of what I say. is that I'm the only man in the history that's only had sex three times and ended up with four kids, I think, in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown, uh, yeah. if that video that we saw of him that leaked yesterday is any indication, then there's going to be another kid uh, on the horizon very shortly. Uh, Adamski, uh, we were playing a game that I'm going to have to retitle here uh, called Optimistic Viewpoint or Pessimistic Viewpoint. And I'm going to throw it out there. It is a Steelers narrative, and you tell me whether or not it is something that you are 
pessimistic and happening or optimistic and happening? You ready for this? I like this game. Yes, yes, I'm ready. Stefan Tuitt will make up for the loss of Javon Hargrave. I suppose you, you need a definitive answer, huh? I, I am optimistic, and it, he he gets lumped in now, sort of with James Conner and you know guys that I don't believe can play sixteen games until they do it. I'm I'm not going to believe it. So he has to prove he can yeah. do it. Um, it's gotten to the point where you know once okay, twice all right, but you have enough of those. That's what happens, and you know I, I I'm I'm skeptical until I see it. But if he is healthy. Man, man, you you know Adam. You've seen him when he's uh, some of the things he does. It's it's you know if he never does have a you know a Pro Bowl type season, it'll be a shame because you see these flashes of it, and he just he's not healthy. Like remember that, that Cleveland game? Was that three years ago now? That opener, he yeah. was a beast. The first four plays, and then he was hurt, and then that was pretty much it for the season. Um, so I have every belief that he can do it, but um, you know, I, I, he's the point where you know I, I hate to label guys injury prone and put that on them because you know it could be bad luck, but at some point you know it's just who they are, and that's kind of who he is right now. It's a bummer, too, because I like Stefan too, and I tell this quite frequently, oh, yeah. but one of the first times I was walking through the Steelers' locker room when Stefan Tuitt was around, I'm wearing my WVU hat, and he kind of waves me over. We wound up talking about college football for about 15 minutes. I mean, he was he was super nice, is super nice, yeah. and uh, yeah. I, I hope that he can have success because he's a really good football player. All right, next narrative, Adamski. You ready for this one? Okay. Terrell Edmonds can be more of a difference maker this year. I, I see. I know Terrell Edmonds has come and become this sort of pinata, and, and I and I get it. And, and I guess if I ranked all eleven or twelve, however you want to define it, you know, starters, uh, you know, last season, I, I guess I'd have to rank them eleventh or twelfth. But remember, this is a very good defense that once you know it's probably the best defense, or at least arguably the top three defense over this final. 14 weeks after they got Minka Fitzpatrick. So I, I don't, he doesn't have to be. So, you know, if he's just Mr. Average, uh, you know, don't make any mistakes, strong safety, and everybody else does what they're supposed to do, then who cares what he is or not? I, I'm avoiding your question, I guess. <laughs> but um, Well, no, but I, again, I think that's fair because, like, because honestly, I don't look at him as this giant thorn in the side of the defense the way that everyone else does either. I think he's perfectly fine back there. But can he be a difference maker? I don't know. I think he might just kind of be what he is. Yeah, that's and it's 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 not the same at all as, as to it. But it, there's something there where you see some of the athleticism he has. Uh, I mean, some of the some of the kind of burst he has, I and mean, the interception he had. I think it was a preseason. Game. That's the thing. I have to. I can refer to the interception he had. He only had one in his whole career um, so far, and that's the problem, I guess. But you see, like the the athleticism he does have, and and he's not. You know, I, I, he's taken a. He's really. Had a, I'm surprised his reputation's taken the hit that it has because I don't think he's been bad at all. But but you know, he he's not a glaring weakness. I, I don't think. But he, but he might be the the least valuable defender on the defense. Um, I guess you could say that. So, uh, but you see the flash of that. But I'll, if I have to pick one, I'll, I'll stick with the pest. What is that? That's really pessimistic. I forget what you, how you term this game. You're about, <laughs> well, the, thus, thus in lies the the fault in the bit here because Brian and I had a discussion about this because this has been going on for the last three segments here. Us trying to figure <laughs> out the verbiage in the stupid ass bit. So don't worry. This is the last question. <laughs> in this format, Adamski, and then we can just move on. 
Are you pessimistic or optimistic in the Steelers' ability to force a bunch of turnovers again in 2020? Oh, I'm optimistic that they'll be, you know, in the top, uh, you know, 30% of the league. Um, I don't know if they'll match, you know, what they did last. I don't know if they'll get 38 again. Um, that's asking a lot. And, you know, there's going to be, I think there's some regression to the mean with that, but I think they can be just as disruptive. And, and, you know, there's reason to believe, um, that you could, you can make the case that, I mean, think about this last six weeks of the last season. If you're an opposing offense, you had zero, uh, incentive whatsoever to take any chance at all. You're like, that's those guys over there with, you know, Doc and Johnny Holton and, and whatever, you know, uh, they weren't going to score. Okay, I mean, ten points, ten points, ten points. <laughs> last three games of the season, um, so you didn't have any incentive to to throw a pass. You know, if, if I'm the coordinator, the head coach, I'm telling the quarterback, don't take any chances. Let's just not lose this game. You're talking about being a game manager. That's all you had to do against the Steelers. Um, that was almost the whole second half of last season. So you could make the case that the fact they got 38 turnovers out of that, when, whenever you know the other teams were ahead or at least close the, you know, the entire time. It wasn't any, you know, they weren't like trying to come back or down three touchdowns and throwing the ball over the place. It's pretty remarkable. But that being said, I still think there is sort of some of a, especially with the fumbles, kind of a, a luck involved. But then again, you know, T.J. Watt, it, it's there ain't luck when you're doing it for three seasons like he is. He's forcing fumbles at like a historic pace for a pass rusher. So uh, you could see it, but I don't think they get to 38 again. But I think still think they'll be, you know, top five in, in the league, or, you know, top five or ten, ten for sure in the league. That's what the difference I'm going to get into this a little bit. Pessimistic or optimistic. Well, it's because you don't okay. know the rules of the game because I've so terribly <laughs> described them. I mean, I mean, all the games. I'm like the referee at the at the Thanksgiving game with Jerome Bettis in the coin. I mean, no one knows what the hell's going on. You just know that there's a game you've got to play, and it's just all upside down. Chris Adamski of the Trib joining us here on the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Steelers? Because we're going to get into this a little bit later. Someone from SI says that he thinks they can challenge the Ravens in the AFC North. Uh, I actually liked the odds the other day, and I bet on the Steelers to win the AFC North. Uh, I'm not I'm not convinced it's going to happen, but I think that they've got a really good opportunity. Yeah, it's funny, too, kind of seeing the, uh, kind of the national narrative kind of swing. It's been fascinating, and I guess it's what happens whenever there's no sports for six months and you kind of just, uh, and I'm not downplaying at all. I, I, I see it and I agree, but it's kind of gone from the Steelers are, uh, you know, have no chance. The Ravens are the, you know, the, the, uh, whatever, the 07 Patriots or whatever, and nobody's going to catch them to all of a sudden the Steelers are kind of this like trendy pick to win the division and, and be a contender. Yeah. Everybody knows the Chiefs are going to be up there and the, and the Ravens will be up there. And after that, it's sort of, uh, you know, Buffalo's good, but, and, you know, you look at the rest of the AFC, it was kind of like good, but type teams and the Steelers are, you know, presumably in that group, but I feel like everywhere I look, all of a sudden now, you know, everybody, you know, from a national perspective, is saying that the Steelers are, you know, you know, maybe not quite at the you know preseason pick, the Baltimore Kansas City level, but you can talk yourself into it for sure. I, you know, I don't know. Hey, there aren't many teams in the in NFL history have gone fourteen and two two years in a row. I'm not saying the Ravens right. can't do it, but there's going to be some regression there probably, and they fall back to eleven and five or so. Yeah, I mean. The reason we talked about, it. I mean, if, if, uh, the defense is back from a defense that was very, very good last year. Um, the offense can't be worse than it was last year. So even if the offense is just incrementally better, um, you know, you're still that's nine and seven. You know, so so if Ben makes you know any kind of significant difference, and Juju, you know, becomes or shows or is the receiver he was his first two years, and I know it's 
easier said than done with no Antonio Brown around. And, you know, you don't get some of the injuries and James Conner. You know, you, you can very easily tell yourself that, you know, a two-win improvement is 10-6. And six, and that's, you know, that, that gets you in the conversation, the division title there the last couple of weeks of the season, whether or not Baltimore's there or not. So, yeah, I, I'm, you know, again, maybe I'm just uh, soaking up everybody else's uh, uh, irrational optimism. Not irrational, but uh, over abundance of optimism. But I'm starting to talk myself into it, too. Ah, optimism. That's the key word of the segment. Chris Adamski of the Trib. Uh, I think I heard one of your 47 kids in the background. It might have been my daughter here, but uh, you and I, buddy, we got to stick together because uh, <laughs> this pandemic, let me tell you. <laughs> kindergarten, man, that's the thing. Is you don't, you don't have to worry about that yet. I'm, I'm a kindergarten, kindergarten teacher by morning, uh, Steelers writer by afternoon, and uh well, a, and I'm not drinking pumpkin beer by evening. I'm drinking other, you know, normal <laughs> beers. But it's still, it's not Labor Day yet, and it's not Paul. But I won't start on that. Uh, it, there's going to be like a high of 75 this weekend, and then at night it's going to drop into the high, the high 50s, okay? It's more than cool enough for the crowd, man. Uh, Adamski, always appreciate you taking the time, man. A lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Adam. See you, buddy. That is Chris Adamski of the trip. We're going to have that guy on. Weekly during the Steelers season. That guy's fun to tell. I love yeah, that dude. He's absolutely. great on Twitter, too. He's all over the place on Twitter. He's awesome. And now that you've called him sexy, I feel like we've gone to a whole new level in the relationship to show to writer. So, like, yeah, now we almost have to. I just got a lot of energy today, and here's why. If you're a starting pitcher, Brian, and you go out there and you're in warming up and you're like, oh, jeez, this breaking ball, I, I don't got anything today. You just you just got to whale that fastball, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what I've decided is I ruined the bit, but we're going to make it work anyway just with pure gusto, energy, and enthusiasm. <laughs> and I think it translated over to our friend at Amski there. It did, and I don't know what you're talking about. This is a great bit. I mean, it was a good idea. It was awesome all the way around, execution, everything. I think it was really good. I think it's going to be really I'm optimistic good. that it will continue that yeah, way. Yeah, for the rest of the show. I'm sure it will. <laughs> we will finish the optimistic, pessimistic, realistic bit <laughs> next. I have three Steelers narratives, and I will deem them either realistic or optimistic. Yeah, great radio or, coming your way, folks. It's We're going to smack <laughs> you in the face with awesome radio. Uh, oh, by the way, all of the guests on the Crowley Show are brought to you by Easy Home Exteriors. Fair, honest pricing the first time, every time. Uh, it's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Family-owned Shaw Precision Guns in Bridgeville is hiring hardworking team members. As a leader in gun barrel manufacturing, join a team where you matter. 401K, employee discounts, helmets, and more. Call Shaw Precision Guns at 412-221-4343. They got it. Does he have to... Oh, no, guy. What were you going to say? You, you, you go. I was just... <laughs> you were going to talk about Tommy <laughs> Lauren and Jake Cutler, right? I was. Oh, is that where you were yeah, talking about? That's where I was going to. Yeah, you first. I was just going to say that are they allowed to have sex? Like, isn't she supposedly she's a she's a fake, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna totally do it. Oh yeah, they already okay. have. Yeah, Cutler throwing around his cutlet. Yeah, I mean that's yeah all those talking heads like that. All the hot ones, like all high and Cavallari was. You ever seen that show? Uh, 
Is that one of their, like, keeping up shows? Yeah. I have not. There was never enough Cutler in it. So now I'm wondering if they're going to bring Cutler on to be on, like, OAN or whatever the hell she's on. <laughs> He's going to do, like, stand-ups? <laughs> I'm Jay Cutler, live at the Republican National Convention. So chill over the air as President Trump takes the stage. <laughs> Back to you, Tommy. <laughs> I haven't seen a single abortion while I've been here. You yeah. must be doing a great job. <laughs> My God, this this convention is the safest place I've ever seen for a baby. <laughs> this is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM, 1047 HD2, the iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County, 106.3 FM. Proof that anyone can have a sports show. Wow. <laughs> Electric booyah base right from Jump Street. Adam Crowley. What's up, man? On ESPN Pittsburgh. We're going to get to my stupid game and put it out of its misery in a couple of minutes here it's on not the Crowley stupid. Show. It's not a stupid game. It's an all right game. I there mean, it's a, a great game. There are a couple of things I want to get to before the damn game, though. Great game. Awesome game. One of the better bits we've done here on the Crowley Show. Tommy Lauren is dating Jay Cutler, which is hilarious because Jay Cutler is an amorphous blob of emotionless <laughs> goo, and Tommy Lauren has to muster the strength to care about things such as the war on Christmas, and I think <laughs> that means that they are just a perfect flipping couple because he's going to be there not giving a crap, and she's <laughs> going to be there giving all the craps, and I feel like they're just going to even each other out. I think it's going to work out tremendously between the two of them. Jay, why won't you get worked up about the war on Christmas? Oh, my God, we're under attack. Jay's just sitting there all straight face. But, Jay, they're going to come for the Easter Bunny next. <laughs> Jay's just straight face. And then the tooth fairy. That's it, Jay. It's over. You just don't care. Tell how that's ending. <laughs> the whole time I just pictured Jay Cutler wearing a hoodie, <laughs> jeans, and sandals while smoking a cigarette with his feet up on a coffee table. Yeah, just stone-faced. <laughs> so that's one thing. Here's another one. I don't know if you saw this new Batman trailer for DC, Brian. I think it looks pretty sick. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yep, I've seen it. They that. might actually make a good movie for once. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, they had to stop filming because Robert Pattinson got flipping COVID. No, oh, you kidding me. There's they got Pattinson! <laughs> they got Pat. There's nothing. Like, it's a Batman movie. Like, there's nothing in the universe that, like... Why are you not doing a Batman bubble? Like, this is an important movie. This could turn the whole thing around. You are right about that. And honestly, I would think that any superhero movie where the main character is wearing any form of a mask, I wouldn't think that it would be all that spreadable. But right. alas, I am wrong. Although I guess the Batman mask is not well designed for a pandemic that's more of a upper half of the face mask where you would need to cover the lower part of the face so you know what i'm wrong on that i apologize and i will rescind that comment 
I, I mean, in real life, you would have to think that Batman would have some kind of contingency plan where, like, he's got something in the utility belt that he sprays himself with because he's way ahead of everybody else, you know? And and then he doesn't get COVID. But that's in the real world. That's not movies. Well, if we were in the movies, <laughs> there's no question about it that Bruce Wayne would have all the tests. I mean, Bruce Wayne would own the test. He'd be distributing the test for a, a high a high profit margin that it would net him. Wayne Industries, they'd have figured out this COVID thing way, way, way long ago. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and also while we have Bruce Wayne in the mix in, in real life, the Pirates would be awesome because he'd probably own them. Wow, yeah. The Gotham City Rogues are just a team <laughs> that he's passionate about, but he would have bought the Pittsburgh Pirates, no yep, question. Yep, absolutely. All right, you ready to play this stupid game? It's not stupid. It's a great game uh, that you came up with. Yeah, I'm ready to play. The way this goes, if you have not been listening for the last hour... Listen closely. I beg you. (laughs) I will give a narrative that I've heard from Steelers Talking Heads. A headline of sorts. And... We will determine whether that is an optimistic viewpoint. Nope. (laughs) We will determine whether I am optimistic about that being the case or pessimistic about that being the case. Okay. Bam! So we settled on optimistic, pessimistic. Now that's the game, and we're going with it. The realism. We're going to go with that game. Realistic is out the window. So no more optimistic, realistic. Now it's opt. Okay. All right. Now we're playing. Now we're playing again. You down with OPP? I am down. Uh, yes. Yes, I am down with OPP. Mm-hmm. Let's do mm-hmm. some OPP up in here. You know me. Here's the narrative. <laughs> A healthy Stefan Tuitt will make up for the loss of Javon Hargrave. I think that that is an optimistic viewpoint. So I am pessimistic on that actually taking place. Can, All things being equal, I'd you, rather have Stefan to it. According to Pro Football Focus, that's right, there was homework done. He's got the sixth highest pass rush grade in the league last year through the six games that he played. But then he got hurt, and there's the rub. He's missed 20 games the last five seasons since he's been the starter, and he's always had lingering problems. The guy's a beast when he's healthy, but I put him in the Connor category. I've got to see it to believe it. So... I'm pessimistic that a healthy Tuit will make up for the loss of Hargrave because I think at some point Tuit's going to get nicked because he always does. Yes! I nailed the first one. Now! I feel like you kind of went optimistic and pessimistic there at the same time. You misinterpreted. The next statement, (laughs) Terrell Edmonds can be more of a difference maker I think that that is an optimistic viewpoint. Therefore, I am pessimistic on Uh, that actually happening. See, I feel like you did it again. Terrell Edmonds can be more of a difference maker. I'm going to say I doubt it. And here's what. The Steelers drafted Senquiz Golson. They drafted Sean Davis. They drafted Artie Burns all around the same time. Those three didn't work out. Edmonds was looked at as a reach when they took him in the first round. He's nowhere near as bad as Steelers fans think that he is, but he's a weak spot on the defense, and I don't think he's all of a sudden going to turn it around. I don't think he's going to turn into a potential strength. Now, folks say that he's in year two with Minka and that he can blossom. 
Maybe, but I don't think that that's realistic. I think that that is something that you have to be optimistic about, and I am pessimistic <laughs> on whether or not that can actually happen. Wow! <laughs> so I feel like maybe we just rename the game Optimistic and Pessimistic. Because the, or, just... the or thing doesn't seem to be working out, and your show notes still say realistic. So, like, yeah, we got <laughs> We got, we got some more wrinkles to iron out. Don't worry, I'm going to do this whole thing with Williamson tomorrow from 1 o'clock until 3 on Steelers Nation Radio. And oh. so tonight I'm going to take this into the lab. I'm going to doctor it. I'm going to work on it. And I'm going to come out tomorrow with perfect radio. You ready for that? Yes, I am. Uh, this, hey, man, okay, this has been good. perfect radio. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been perfect radio. Here is the last statement. <laughs> the Steelers will force Woo. a bunch of turnovers in 2020 and i ended this one on purpose this way brian oh, no. equal parts optimistic ah. and realistic okay which is uh, equal parts optimistic and pessimistic so here's what i mean okay i think the steelers are going to force a ton of turnovers this year because <laughs> they've got great personnel and they've led this the league in sacks the last three years and they hit the quarterback more than any team in football last year, pressured the quarterback more than any team in football. Those things tend to turn into turnovers. Also, T.J. Watt is just about as good as anybody I've ever seen at attacking the football when he gets to the quarterback. So I think they'll force a bunch, but they're not going to force as many as last year. Two years ago, the Bears forced a million turnovers, 2.2 a game, in fact. They were the gold standard. Last year? They forced 1.2 a game. The Steelers first forced 2.4 a game after having forced just .9 per game the previous year. Now, they've got ball hawks. They should play with the lead more. The pass rushers, as I've said, are outstanding. But getting 38 takeaways doesn't feel like it's repeatable. Getting turnovers is a fickle mistress, and fumble luck and interception luck are real things. Therefore, I'm saying I am optimistic that the Steelers will force a bunch of turnovers, but I am pessimistic that they'll force as many as they did last year. Yes! So that's that's the final one in, in this round of optimistic and pessimistic, right? I basically ended the sentence with a question mark and an exclamation point. Okay, cool. Very definitive. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I leave nothing up for the listener to have to determine. Let me, I let, give it to them straight. Let me just take this opportunity to say that was one hell of a bit, man. And, I mean, when you would pitch this, I was like, yeah, that's a segment. But, man, we managed to get like 90 minutes out of that bad boy. It's not bad. Let me tell you, bro, I got <laughs> two guests, two <laughs> riveting segments. You throw a little Tommy Lauren banging Jay Cutler in there. You throw a little bit of Robert Pattinson, Team Cullen, by the way, Edward Cullen in Twilight. Throw a little of him in there, bang, all of a sudden, you got yourself an hour and a half of mediocre radio, and ESPN Pittsburgh calls for nothing more than the crown man doing mediocre radio. I just realized something. I was wondering how you knew who Pattinson was, but then the Twilight thing, and that's now it makes sense. It's like poor man's Harry Potter, which yeah. means I am totally on board with it. Yep, no, that's good stuff. No, I get you. Plus, at the time, I mean, I was a very horny teenager, and that book <laughs> just absolutely called to those feelings. It sure did, or at least you had to have that book to get chicks with those feelings. You did, 
and then you watch the movies. And Pattinson, let me tell you, the only bright spot, which is why I hope he recovers from COVID. That and, well, I don't want to see anybody die of COVID. No, I mean, of course not. But, again, let me take this, another opportunity. Awesome bit, dude. I thought that game was cool. You did good. We've got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined next, where I'll tell you why I actually missed the preseason. And that's not a bit. That's real. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It'll be spectacular. It's the Crowley Show. Optimistic. Body is be at Pittsburgh. Getting an estimate for collision repair couldn't be easier. Visit bodybycochran.com. Fill out a simple form. Upload photos of the damage. And our experts will take it from there. Body by Cochran. Collision and customization. Growling it up. Growling it up. How does one meet Jay Cutler? Uh, he's just in a, he's, he just got done with his marriage. Like he just got done with his marriage, and now all of a sudden he's on he's dating Tommy Lauren. I mean, somebody like her, you you clearly meet her at like a campaign rally, right? Because they're pulling both of them in to come in and like hoot and holler oh, about true. the candidate. That's a good call. Like they go back behind the punch set up in the the we hate people donation oh no, no no brian they don't they do drink punch there it is kool-aid and there's a lot of that drinking going on <laughs> behind the kool-aid table yes hey sweetheart would you like some kool-aid everyone's drinking it why yes honey i would well hold on let me stir up some hate real quick on my show and i'll be right back <laughs> be awesome Gonna, you know, Kool-Aid puts... with a little bit of hate stirred in. Yeah. <laughs> Haterade. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. Whoa! <laughs> this is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh. 970 AM. 1047 HD2. The iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County. 106.3 FM. The outdoors. It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. We'll get to the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined in a couple of minutes. I realize I keep bringing up weird stories, but that's because they continue to fall in my lap. There's a German live streamer that has been drinking seven pints of his own urine a day, <laughs> and he says he never gets sick. Ah. Uh, that's BS. Seven, that it works? Seven pints? Like, there's no loss? Like, like, it all goes in and it all comes back out? Like, what's... I really don't understand the science there, to I be honest. I, I mean, I, I, he's got to be drinking other stuff, too, right? It can't just be pee that fuels pee, because look, then there'd be no sustenance. I know in a pinch you can extract pure water from urine. I know that. Like, you can you can use the sun, and you can evaporate it, and you can make it Brian, work. Brian. But I do not buy for a second. That this dude is just drinking his own urine, peeing it back out, and drinking it again. Like, that, I don't think that works. I'm not a scientist. I'm just calling, I'm calling, I'm calling bullshice. Brian. Brian. German. <laughs> what? Brian. What? Have you 
Have you drank your own pee? I have not. The grossest thing that I think that I have ever done, it's not that I drink pee. I don't drink pee. I <laughs> throw that good. at the beginning. It's things you, you don't need to say. I might make that but... my Twitter account yeah. header. Yeah, Adam pretty... Crowley does not drink pee. Also a member of the Steelers Radio Network, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I, in college, because you'd have to go out and go into the public dorms, right, to go to the bathroom, I would pee in water bottles. And then, you know, the plan is, it's the middle of the night, I'm not trying to walk down the hall, and I'm half naked, and now I'm seeing people else out in the hall. Like, I don't want to do that, right? they got to put on clothes, got to put on a robe. So I would pee in bottles, and then the next morning it's like, okay, I'll dump that out, or I'll throw the bottle away. Well, the thing that would happen is, I'm a lazy MFer, so you're peeing in a bottle, you fill up the bottle. There are like 15 pee bottles under my bed. Then what do you do? And the reason it goes that way, Brian, is because after you get two or three, how am I supposed to throw these out? Too many. How can to I ever out. catch up? Yeah, it's too many. I, to right, carry I can't out, walk yeah. down the hall with ten bottles of pee. Like it doesn't. That that's not going to work out. So what I wound up doing was, I would then pee at night, the way normal people do, by just going to the bathroom. And then every other day, I'd walk downstairs with a bottle, and no one knows what's in it because I drink a lot of water. It's all clear. And eh, toss that out. I mean, look, I get it, like, but you should have just gotten yourself one big pee bottle. Then you you wouldn't have had the problem. You know what? I've actually heard that some people have created massive pee bottles, and then if you pull the lever on the side, it sucks the urine down through this bottle <laughs> and then out into the rest of the world. It's amazing. What I've, heard, I've heard of those. those are, yeah, I, that's a lot of houses have those. But no, I mean, then you could have just carried like one big, like, you know, one of those big pretzel jugs. You could have carried that full pee out one, one trip, dump it out, carry it back in. You're ready to go. Well, and you know, and the audience, I'm sure, is riveted by this information. Tweet me, by the way, at underscore Adam Crowley. If you've got something gross that you've never admitted to anyone, but you feel like admitting it to me, or 412-919-1316. I don't care. It's the last day before we're off for a couple of days because we got to gear up for Steelers season. So let's have some freaking fun, baby. Yeah, and we'll get to the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun in a minute. But I pee all the time. I, I drink yeah, water do. all the time. Every so segment. this was a huge problem. Like, even in college, man, like, the the bladder's small or the prostate's huge or maybe a little bit of both, but I'm always peeing, and that was a big problem for the crowdman. Dude, I, here's a little bit of full disclosure. Like, when I'm on road trips, if you see me driving down the road during a road trip, chances are that, well, it's definite that I've got a pee bottle by my side, but chances are I'm probably taking a leak while you're driving by me. I don't stop. Like, I get all the coffee I need. The only thing I'll stop is when I run out of <laughs> drinking supplies. But I will not stop for any kind of bathroom. I'll just keep it going at like sixty-five, seventy, and I got this whole like setup where I stand up on my floorboard kind of thing. I got it down to a science, and uh, yeah, that's that's some pretty bad stuff that I do. But hey, it's it works for me. I don't like stopping. Pee a road trip is fun. Pee bottles. If you go. The pee bottle is important. I think you're okay with this. There was a time, and I can't believe we're doing this conversation here, but I've sucked this into it and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I went to a drive-in with my wife, and we were seeing two movies, and one of them was Borat, so they'll tell you about the time frame that it was. <laughs> and we were way in the front, and then there's a million cars behind you. 
and then the Portageon is all the way in the back, and I don't want to go to the Portageon anyway. So I brought a pee bottle. I, I'm a smart guy, and well, smart-ish, because smart guys don't do what I did, which is look up at the movie while urinating, <laughs> and then laugh, and then pee all down the front oh, of no. you in the middle of a drive-in, wearing jeans in the middle of the fall. It was absolutely awful. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. We laughed hysterically, but then after that, I sat in my own pee, and the car smelled like pee. It was brutal. Yeah, on my way to be an expert at peeing while driving, um, I have done that quite a few times, and there's something nasty about the warm, and then eventually gets cold, and then, yeah, that's just not a good look, man. I, and then there's the whole thing where you can't get caught pouring it out. Like that's where the that's where yes. the link in the chain is. I don't ever want to get caught pulling out something that's clearly in a bottle. Like that's a little too golden to be iced tea type thing. <laughs> like, and I don't ever want to get caught doing that. So I'm real careful about getting rid of it. Apparently, I've got a lot of pee stories. Yeah, I guess and so. we will get another one. <laughs> I got one more before the great unsponsored football segment. I was probably 11 or 12 years old, and God, what a wuss I am. I had to pee real bad. We were on a road trip. We were going to Stone Harbor, New Jersey, and we were in New Jersey, just crossed the border, and I pee in my dad's coffee mug. What? My dad, yeah, I peed in coffee mug. He didn't, did he know? He was tired of hearing me bitching. Oh, okay. And so I pee in the mug. My dad. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen him do. He's a very smart guy. Just dumps it out the window. Oh, while you're It moving. gets all over the car behind us. Duh. Oh, and no. it's New Jersey. Dude, this ass pulls in front of us, whips around in front of us, and starts reaching into his glove compartment. My mother, ever the alarmist, starts screaming, Oh, my God, he's going to get a gun! And, no, he was just reaching down into his passenger side, and he's just whipping, like... Cherry Coke, Pepsi, Star Wars theme cans at us, right? <laughs> From back in the day, it's like thump, thump, thump off the car. My dad had to put all the freaking power into the deflector shields. It was wild, man. <laughs> oh, no, that's like a Clark Griswold. My mom thought we were going to die. Yeah, now you're in Jersey, somebody in the glove compartment. Clearly, there's a gun involved. <laughs> like, look out. Roll them up. Stop. Look oh, out. Stop. Oh, my God. We're going to die. Yeah. Oh, no, your dad got yourself on. You got to be careful on those road trips, too, man. You never know what kind of crazy ass is out there. But that sounds like a National Lampoon movie. It really does. It felt like it at the time. Uh, it was hilarious when we wound up arriving yeah. at uh, at our vacation locale. Yeah, I've you... spent too much time peeing uh, this segment away, bro. Oh, I see what you did there. You want to do? What and we I feel do? like we should get to the great unsponsored football segment. Let's do it. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment, filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. I have never had a more controversial opinion than the one that I'm about to give. Are you ready for Woo! it, baby? Woo! Woo! I actually miss the preseason. Hmm. I really do. I really do. Tonight would have been the fifth game for the Steelers because they had the Hall of Fame game, and they would have been playing their yearly battle, the rivalry, against the Carolina Panthers, which means that Will Greer would have thrown an interception to Robert Spillane or something, and then Carolina fans would have gotten all pissed at their fifth 
16th-ranked quarterback, and then all Steelers Nation would have gone, oh, my God, Robert Spillane's the greatest, and both fan bases would have held those opinions at the same time. I understand what would have come of this game. This game always and forever will suck. The last one. I get that. But there's a lot we could have learned about this team this year that makes this preseason one that was important. One... Ben Roethlisberger hadn't played since the first half of the second game last year in live action. So for him to get hit or him to feel pressure would have, I think, taken some of the nerves away from a regular season game. He would also have gotten to work out the kinks with Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, and Chase Claypool. We could have seen more from Chase Claypool. Everyone's talking about how great this guy is, and he may well be great, but we didn't get to see him in a competition. How about Benny Snell? He lost 12 pounds but put on muscle, because some people are just gifted that way, I guess. And everyone says, oh, if James Conner goes down, he can step in and beat a dude. Okay, would have been nice to see him get like 30 carries in a preseason game. Is Anthony McFarland the burner that he showed he was when he was healthy in college? Can he be part of some sort of solution at running back? Here's a big one. Is Ulysses Gilbert a true option at inside linebacker? If he had all offseason long... And the 900 snaps he probably could have been afforded at minicamp and OTAs and all that fun stuff, plus getting an opportunity to play at training camp and then the preseason games, maybe Ulysses Gilbert could have made a bigger impact. Now, I don't know. Likewise for Marcus Allen. Guess what? This also would have been more development time for Mason Rudolph, and then we could have seen a a competition, baby, between Lynch and Duck. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want to see that? Is Alex Eismith actually NFL-ready if he needs to step in for what or Dupree? We hear he is, but do we actually know? No. Chooks and Banner against someone not named TJ Watt. I'd imagine both of those guys kind of look terrible right now because they're playing against Watt all the time. Get him out there against another pass rusher. And then also, Kevin Dotson rograded in practice on Friday, according to everyone who was there in the pool report. And I really do think he could have competed for a lot of potential playing time. But all those things we don't get to see, and the Steelers have to evaluate without the benefit of having a preseason. It's a bummer. The fifth game, though, the fourth game in a regular year, I'm okay with not seeing that one. That was the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by 2B Determined with a side of urination. When we come back, Jesse Marshall of The Athletic as we switch gears to hockey. The Penguins made a couple of hires yesterday in regards to their assistant coaches. One of those hires, Todd Reardon. What's Todd Reardon work on? The power play. What's it going to look like? Jesse will fill us in. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Hey, Pittsburgh, Terry Bradshaw here telling you, if you love football, download the Fox Bet Sportsbook app and make your first bet on us risk-free. The Fox Bet Sportsbook app. Boom! Pennsylvania only. In partnership with Mount Airy. 21 and over. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah, sorry does Sorry about it. that. Little, For what? Too much pee talk. Ah, everybody does it. This yeah. is true. You haven't peed for like two breaks. Yeah, I know. I really have to go. I think it's what contributed to me wanting to talk about it as much as I did. Oh, okay. So you had to be. Okay. I get it. Yeah, I still have to go real bad. Do you mind if I go? No, go ahead. I got a bottle right here, so. Ah, nice. This report is sponsored by Ace. Then. <laughs> Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. 
This is ESPN Pittsburgh. Broadcasting live from the Fox Bet Studios. Make the call. Download the app today. WBGGA.